Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Off the Handlebars Podcast. I am your host, B. Shanice, and I'm so happy to be here today to be able to tell my testimony of all things traumas and tribulations. So, before we get started, I will go ahead and um, announce that Off the Handlebars is now available on Apple Podcast, and it has been not the easiest to get it on there, but I have made it done. So if you have an iPhone or you use Apple Podcasts, please make sure you go and rate and review the podcast. Um, let me know your thoughts and um, get those ratings in so that the show can become more available to others. So, um, yeah, so that's the new thing happening this week. My three good things, I will start with... Number one is my good health for my child and I, my family mostly as well. Um, I've seen a lot of things online lately about just tragedies and then the whole like uh, Buffalo Bills player and his sudden health concerns and just things that people um, deal with unexpectedly. But then there's also things that people deal with on a regular basis that things that people are born with and I was uh, filling out a health history questionnaire checking in for a, an appointment for legend and you know they ask about all this history of things and I every time I go through that I'm just so blessed to not have to say yes to as many conditions and things that are on there that my child does not have anything that keeps him in and out of the hospital or anything like that so just really grateful for our good health and for myself as well um because that can make life really hard, you know, trying to navigate that on top of other things. So my heart goes out to everyone that is dealing with some type of health issue or concern right now. I, I can only imagine and um, how much strain that, that can put. But you're here and if you're alive, we are grateful. Um, my second good thing is my job and my income, just the uh, the first time probably in a long time where I went back to work after a holiday break and did not dread going back to work. Was I tired? Yes. But did I drab, dread, did I <laughs> dread the work I was going to be doing or the people I was going to be act interacting with? No, it was absolutely seamless. Um, really nice ease back into work and my income has provided me to live a life of my dreams and I'm just really really grateful for that and then my third good thing is my parents taking legend picking him up every day on Wednesdays each week and taking him for the evening for me so I can have a moment to breathe and decompress and miss him and him miss me and all that as you guys can hear it's way quieter than it's been um on a few past a few of my past episodes so that is because I'm choosing to not record um this episode while legend is gone for the evening and I'm gonna try to record them mostly on when he's gone but I can't always guarantee that and for one and for two um if he does pop in, that's that's really just my life. Anytime I try to do a task or do anything, um, it's very likely that he'll come in and pop in somewhere and need something from me. So just sharing that part. But I'm really grateful for those three things and 
um, for all my listeners being here today. So I, as I'm planning this episode, I was just like, so much has happened in these past two years. So 20, what I'm speaking on is like 2020, um, well, three years, 2020, 2021 and 2022. And a lot more sticks out the last, you know, couple years. But, uh, when I go back and think about all that has, uh, transpired since like the beginning of 2020 pre, even pre pandemic, it's been a lot of, um, what my cousin referred to the other day when she was talking to me, um, about my life, she goes, it was a lot of trauma, trauma, transition, transition, trauma, trauma, transition, transition, tra- trauma, and you're about to transition again. And so I was like, wow, I totally do not disagree with that. That is exactly a great explanation of kind of what my life has, um, been these past few years. So I'm going to talk a little bit about it today. I'm not going to share um, any names um, just due to privacy reasons, but I will definitely dive into my feelings and my responses and um, just kind of what brought me to where I am today. So over these past few years. So to get started, at the beginning of 2020, I had been in a relationship with Legend's father and engaged for a year and a half at that time. Um, at the beginning of 2020, we started having some really hard conversations about marriage and kind of what our future looked like and things like that. Um, the pandemic hit and we ended up being in the house a lot. Um, I remember being like so excited to be able to spend time, um, you know, with Legend and his dad and his sister was um, also here. Legend's sister was also here um, half the time as well during that time. So I was just like really looking forward to all this family time and things like that. Um, and needless to say, I think like a lot of relationships, um, 2020 was really hard um, on a lot of, it would just put a lot of strain on families and households and um, work life and whatever that looked like. A lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people lost loved ones. Um, the whole coronavirus was probably the craziest thing that we had lived through. And then the whole Black Lives Matter movement was on top of that happening at the same time was really, uh, you know, I think traumatizing for us as a community, you know, and as the world, because we all dealt with Corona, um, obviously the killing of George Floyd and, you know, those, a lot of those that lost their lives due to police brutality that year affected individuals differently. But I think coronavirus pretty much affected majority of us the same. So that was just a really tough year. And by the end of it, um, I was unengaged and just a lot had unfolded that year between like friendships, home relationship. Um, you know, legend was out of school. So I was a work from home mom and it was just a lot. And so that kind of started, I guess, a really tough grieving period of my life. Um, I was very much going through the entire year. I felt like I was going through the grief and mourn of what I thought my life was going to be. And as the year went on, I realized that was not what it was going to be. 
So, um, I also was supposed to get married in, um, June of 2020. So that already, you know, being unscheduled, um, and then at the time due to uncertainties with the pandemic, but also uncertainties with how I was feeling at the time. And then, you know, to lead to end up not being engaged anymore and starting 2021, um, just on a really different note. So, um, as I thought I was going to have, you know, time and, um, a plan, uh, 2021, it took me a really long time to kind of figure all that out and what my, I guess, new uncovered life was going to look like, um, as far as like parenting and relationship wise. So from like January to May, um, we were still cohabitating and, you know, in each other's space and kind of figuring out what this all looked like. Um, at this point in time, we had realized that in 2022, he was going to be moving. So also trying to prepare for that. And, you know, at the time I also had taken on a new job and ended up being a lot more stressful and demanding than I had anticipated. So by like May, 2021, I knew that my job wasn't working, that there was no future or marriage in sight and that the life I thought I was going to have was completely over. Like it was, it was very cut and dry by that time. Um, and so 2021 was very hard as far as like friendships and again, my relationship, um, navigating being in a job and not making enough money to kind of live the life that I wanted to live without the help of um, another income coming in the house. So just trying to figure that out. I, by October 21, um, a lot of things have went up in, into pieces. We had ended up taking Legend abruptly out of the daycare he was in and having to find him a new school. Um I also had started applying for jobs in October of 2021, which that job search ended up going on all the way through July of 2022. So it was pretty, well, yeah, I started in July. I got it. I accepted the job by June. So still about, what is that? Nine, nine to 10 months um, before I landed something. So just kind of going through that process. If you've, you know, applied for jobs or been in a job where you feel like it's just not cutting it anymore or it's mentally it's just not okay for you um and you've started applying and just wanting something different so bad like to the point to where I was literally crying then and like nothing was happening <laughs> it was just really really bad and I was crying obviously for so many reasons at the time but um if I could just get one thing you know I remember talking to my therapist at that time and she's like you know if a lot of people have like a stressful job but their home life is okay or their job is okay but their home life is what's stressful and she's like All right now everything is just stressful for you like your friendships your relationships your house your your um job your work your demands your child transitioning from school to school like everything is just really freaking hard um and I was like, yeah, it would be great if I could get some type of relief, but that didn't happen at the time. So needless to say, 2022 started off 
really, really um, difficult and rough and painful. I actually wrote a letter um, to myself at the beginning of 2022, just like of how different I wanted. Well, I wrote a letter on December 31st, 2021 of just how I felt about that, you know, um, that year and all the emotions that I was kind of releasing and just where I stood at that moment. And then I also wrote a letter the next day on January 1st, 2022 of what I wanted last year to look like. I'm like, this is what it's going to be. This is where we are. This is what we're dealing with. Like, but we going to make it pretty much. And so, um, January of 2022 was probably one of the hardest, um, when legend was kind of going through it, he was still adjusting to his new school. He was missing his dad. And I was at this point completely miserable in my job. Um, I had applied for three months with, and kept track of it on a spreadsheet and the spreadsheet stated, or the spreadsheet titled, um, new job operation, January, 2022. And by the time January, 2022 came and I didn't have a new job, I didn't know what to do with myself. I felt very defeated on top of everything going on in my personal life. So, and then the job just became more and more demanding. Um, I had talked to my boss at the time and let him know, like, this is just not going to work for me long time. And he's like, just give me a minute. I'm trying to make it better for you. Which she ended up moving some things around, like giving me a new market and things like that. But it really uh, still was not giving what I needed it to give. Um, by this time, Legends in Play Therapy, which was very expensive and still is very expensive. But just like the strain of, you know, being a solo parent for him and providing for him and um I don't like to you guys may have noticed this I don't like to say single mom or single parent because I have a lot of um help from his grandparents as far as like with his school and stuff and my village is very very supportive um my mom pulls up for him a lot my parent my, my dad and my stepmom pull up for him a lot um, his dad's parents pull up for him a lot and things like that. So I just don't like to say I'm doing it by myself because I do have help. Um, and I feel like there are single moms that literally are completely solo and don't have the help. So I just say solo parenting because the parenting part, as far as like, you know, telling him to stop drawing on his hands and to a lot of the correctional correction of behaviors and things like that getting him to and from where he needs to be like a lot of that is on me but um as far as like just completely being you know doing it by myself I do have a village that that helps me so I just refer to it as solo parenting and yeah that's that's that so anyways <coughs> excuse me I um where was I at? I had to figure out a way that I was going to leave my job too. So by like March, April, well, I was applying for jobs. I didn't get it in February. And then by like March, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I literally need to find a way to get out. And so I stopped all my investing. I stopped all my um, mortgage payoff. I literally started saving as much money as I could so that I could have a lump sum to quit this, quit my job, even if I didn't have another job, like that's how much and how bad I needed to be able to leave this position I was in because the demand was too high. The demand of me at being a parent was very high. 
and I just couldn't do both like something had to give and obviously my son and my child and my household is not going to give so uh, the job was it um I don't know if you guys listen to Kevin Hart he's like we took a vote dad somebody had to go and it was definitely uh the job so I ended up um submitting my resignation and giving like a two-month notice-ish. It was a long time, but I was like, well, that gives me time to still get some more checks in, still gives me time to apply, still gives me time to find a new job. Um, I just took a, t- a leap of faith. I was like, I'm resigning. I don't know what's next. My boss was even like, I know you, so you have another job, right? And I'm like, no, I just know this one's not it. So uh, I ended up preparing myself financially to be able to take on not having a job, but it all ended up working out. I was able to... Uh, you know, demote myself per se and go into a a part-time position that still paid nearly not as much as what I was making, but I wasn't, didn't go unemployed. So I was, I was super grateful. Um, another thing I had to get used to last year was allowing help and be okay with receiving it, um, from my village. Like my stepmom texted me, like, you have a lot on your plate and what we're going to do is dot, dot, dot. And since then she's been, they've been doing it. Her and my dad, my dad was working away, um, during the week during in the beginning of the year all the way through like the summer and then he ended up um start getting a job in in locally so that we weren't he wasn't far away anymore so both of them have definitely helped a lot with legend and they they were just like this is what we're gonna do like she tells me all the time like Brittany you're doing the heavy lifting like we're just here for support and they really really do support and show up more than what I could ever thank them for or pay them back for Um, I just appreciate how much they love and support legend and I, and I try to let them know that and show my appreciation to them and love back on them, um, and support them, you know, as much as I can. So me being okay with asking for help was really, really hard for me last year too. So, um, I finally quit my job and I quit quitting my job. I also lost my therapist. So at the time I was only being able to see her once a month because they had like cut back on the number of times that we could see them. And during COVID and things like from 2020 and 2021, um, we could see them unlimited amounts because they knew everybody was going through it, you know, mentally and emotionally. So 2021 came and I could only see her six times. So I spread it out once a month. So I lost my therapist when I quit my job and um, I ended up getting a new job. But in the interim, I literally had the best summer ever when I was working like part time and being able to kind of choose what I was going to work for them and um, waiting on my new role to start. And then as soon as I started my new role, I also went on a vacation Um, which they were okay with, but I went on a vacation to Arizona with my family for my birthday and it was just everything I needed and more. So things started turning around end of, uh, the summer and we had the best weekend or best summer in general, right? We were with the mom's club a lot. Um, we got to do all the summer activities and be outside, enjoy the pool, enjoy the sun, everything that our city has to offer. And the day after Legend's birthday 
celebration ended, which was Labor Day. The next, that following day was a Tuesday. Everybody's back to work, right, from the weekend. Everybody's transitioning to the fall. And I am called to jury duty. And when I tell y'all, it was the jury duty that changed my life. Previously, I had been able to defer it. I was even supposed to go in, like, I think 4th of July weekend, like right after 4th of July was over, but I ended up catching COVID, Legend and I. So I got it deferred and they're like, okay, we'll have you come September of 2022. And all I'm going to say is attempted murder, first degree, um, assault with a deadly or yeah, assault with a deadly weapon with intent to kill or causing inflicting serious injury and possession of firearm. It changed my life. <laughs> I know I said that, but there's so much that I could unpack from that specific time. So if you guys are interested in hearing about my jury duty process and all that has transpired from that case and all that it has done to me personally and how my life will probably never be the same, um, let me know on Instagram. Let me know in the comments or the um reply section of the podcast if you guys want to hear that because I could totally go into it but I want to make sure you guys want to hear it first so in going through this eight day stints of jury duty in the middle of it so it went from like Tuesday to Friday okay that Sunday I went out and I ended up um, kind of meeting a guy that I kind of revived with or whatever. And right away he asked me, he saw my screen, my lock screen and was like, oh, so you need a stepdaddy or something like that. Or your son need a stepdaddy or something. And then he goes, um, I'm trying to take you out to eat like tonight. This was, we were like watching the Panthers game. It was like a four o'clock game. So he was like, I want to take you out to eat and um, we can go later or whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. We end up going to, an, me and my girl end up going to another spot. And he came and met us there, kicked it there for a minute. And then he ended up leaving and was like, just call me when you're done and we'll go eat. Long story short, him and I never end up meeting back up again. Um, but he sounded really nice. You know, we didn't meet back up that night, but he sounded really nice. Like somebody I could like maybe get to know and um, see if there was something like at this point, like I had been on one date all of last year I just wasn't really open to dating I wasn't trying to be on nobody's dating app like I was just in a space where I just really needed to heal um I ended up going on one date in April of 2022 and it was just because he he had asked me and nobody else had asked me and I'm like I guess I can't be shut off to all of it you know completely but I very quick realized that was not it um I had a lot on my plate at that time and I was going through my resignation process and had a really big project at work on top of legend at that time. So I was just like, yeah, no, this is not going to work for me. And then he never reached out to me again. Like he didn't even respond to my messages. So, but I was fine with it. It wasn't that I saw a future with him. It was just something I would, I did. So anyways, this guy, I'm like, okay, maybe I can go out on dates with him, blah, blah, blah. So this is from last time I was on a date was April and turned into nothing, knew it wasn't going to be anything. Next time I got asked on a date was September. So I was like, okay, we'll see what happens, whatever. So I get excited about this possible 
opportunity, I guess, of being in vault or like even just having like masculine energy around me because I hadn't really been involved in that way with anybody in a very long time. So anyways, so in the middle of that, I meet him. Um, and that same night that I met him, my car ends up, we walk outside, me and my girl walk outside from where we were and my car ends up, ends up getting towed unlawfully. The managers come out to try to help us tell them like they didn't need to do it. It wasn't what they thought it was, whatever. Like they, I have receipts from the places they said that we were at or that we weren't at. Um, I have receipts from the place that the, that the park, that the tow truck tows from or whatever the case may be. So I'm literally getting to in this two hour dispute with this man that owns this tow truck. Okay. It's not even really like a full company. It's just a solo person that bought a tow truck and I guess agreed with whoever that he was going to patrol this area. So basically long story short, he ends up preying on us thinking that we we're going, weren't going to the places that he thought we did step across the street, but we were like, I went to the bathroom there. I, and long story short, even if I went over there, I still had the receipts from the places that I parked from. So I was at where they, where they said I wasn't. Um, there was actually another guy out there too, that got his car towed. And, um, it was just a really big deal. Um, and very long dispute. I was on the phone with my mom and my aunt. I was crying. Um, there were so many tears. He was being such an a-hole. And eventually I got caught up and he started catching a whole bunch of smoke. Like, um, I'm going to read you guys the letter that I sent to the bank when I ended up having to dispute it twice. Um, just to give you, a, like, I'm going to read a piece of it just so you can get a little bit of what we went through. Um, so I have receipts and this is what I told them. I have receipts and screenshots for my transactions for the establishment. The towing company states I did not go into, which is what the parking lot was designated for. When I came out of the establishment and my, my car was towed, I informed him I was in the establishments I parked for and showed him the receipts. The manager of one of the establishments came outside to tell him that he saw us in there and the tow, guy, the tow guy was very, very rude, nasty, and only wanting money, even though he unrightfully towed my car. We went back and forth about it, and even when I gave him my card multiple times, he still didn't charge it. He extorted me and harassed me for two hours before he finally charged my car after having to take my license, my card, and my registration. Even though he had my, my debit card the entire time, um... He still never charged it. He literally kept us there and it was horrible. Um, even though, or I was like, I was supposed to pick up my son as I was leaving. So I had to give him my car so he wouldn't give my car, but he wouldn't give me my car without paying. He claims he had to deal with the establishment owners. But when I called them the next day to speak with them, they said that they do not have a deal with him and they do not work with him as far as like towing cars that he feels were not there. So needless to say, it was a very traumatic situation. I was hysterical for two hours straight. I told them I disagreed with the resolution of the case being for a quote unquote parking violation and have proof receipts and credit card transactions 
that my friend and I were in the establishment that the parking lot was designated for. I filed an incident with the police since he insisted he needs to take pictures of my card license and car registration before he would swipe my card and gave me my card back. I have tried to file a complaint with the BBB against the towing company, but they are not listed on the website. So while I'm doing all this and fighting all of this, I end up um, disputing the charge, whatever. And um, I look up this guy, right? Because I'm trying to figure out like who the owner is so I can, or what the name of it is, like who I can talk to above him about my experience and all that. Long story short, I end up finding out that he is from and lives in the exact area and part of the city that my freaking jury duty trial incident took place in. And mind you, while I'm going through jury duty too, I can't tell anybody or talk to anybody about this. So like I'm bubbling inside with how draining and distraught I am from listening and going through all of what I had to go through in the courtroom and then to find out that he was from that same area and basically what they made it very clear in the courtroom was that this type of stuff happens all the time I'm shooketh okay I was so scared that legend literally slept with me for about a month his room is in the beginning of or like in the front of the house facing the street and mine's in the back and I was so terrified that we were gonna get like shot at that was just where my headspace was based off where I was going through in that courtroom and where my life was at that time so um the I end up disputing the charge and I didn't end up getting my money back till like mid-December because they reopened it and then gave them 45 days to respond but at the end of the trial uh the guy that I had met in the middle of the trial <laughs> not in the courtroom or anything like that, just when I was out that weekend, ends up being a liar. And I end up finding out that he's just fraud and toxic. So that kind of really threw me off um, from like wanting to entertainment because then I had gotten excited for a few days and then I was like, oh, we can talk, get to know each other, whatever. And then, yeah, no, he ends up getting back with his ex like a month later and it just... I was like, okay, yeah, no, this is just not it. And his toxic ways, I was, I saw the red flags like immediately. Um, so all that happened kind of towards the end of 2022 and from like October to mid-December, I really just like kept to myself. I wasn't trying to really like see anybody who were, or entertain anybody that was on my phone. Like I was just like, so off of all of it. Um, I was, I remember writing in my journal, like how stressed out I was too, about like trying to reestablish my emergency fund from when I wasn't working and how to use money from it. And then having to pay this guy 375 freaking dollars. Cause he told, towed my car and shouldn't have, like, I just was so frustrated at that point. So once all that kind of like settled a little bit, um, I thought I started feeling better, right? Um, and then I'm in Arizona with my sister for Christmas and she had just like pinpointed like one, how much trauma I had kind of been through these last few years and how many transitions I've had tried to adapt to on top of 
how many how much my anxious thoughts literally make me like shut down and i was telling her like you know i i have been getting really bad thoughts like as far as like legend and i safety mostly legend because of all he had been through too from like everything the daycare all the way through like this past year and so I just was so worried about his safety and maybe it was the fact that I became the, you know, sole provider and parent and protector over him. He even, you know, in the beginning when his dad had moved away, he was very, very scared of being here without him. And so it was a transition for both of us. I'd, I hadn't been in this house specifically without a man. So it was it was very like something we had to navigate and, and get used to. And so... In Arizona, I told my sister, I expressed to them probably, and my family was there too, and I just kind of expressed to them for the first time that, you know, I've been having these really scary, tragic thoughts about legend safety. Just like the most bizarre things happening to him, like from like car accidents and us being in the plane and me feeling like unsafe in the plane. And I'm like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Um, You know, from the certain car seats that he sits in just all types of stuff being at school even today honestly I was just like it's rain something about the rain just made me feel uneasy about him being at school and I do think a lot of like the world happenings and you know all these mass shootings and things kind of play into this as well and not just my own personal life but just a lot of unease has happened when it comes to safety in America in the last few years on top of my regular everyday happenings of life. So I expressed to them finally or to someone that I was having these anxious thoughts. And I actually mentioned it to my therapist too back in May. And she was, cause I was like, you know, I have to find somebody new. Mind you, I haven't been back in therapy yet. That's been a whole ordeal in itself and very, very um, much difficult than what it was the last time. So it's just taking me longer, but I definitely didn't notice that like what my sister noticed which is that like we were driving in the car and she's like you just shut down like what's going on like talk to talk me through what's in your mind or what are you feeling anxious about like what is it and so I didn't realize I was shutting down and she was saying she um, knows somebody else who kind of had a very traumatic event happen to them and no notice anxious thoughts just kind of cripple them and make them shut down and she's like Brittany I'm noticing it in you and I you know I want you to feel better and to get help and things like that and for those that know me and those that are now listening I'm very open to therapy I have been with my counselors at my old job since like I don't even know it was like shortly after legend was born maybe before no it was before legend was born Um, so just a long time and this is my first time I haven't had one and this is my first time where I've had these type of thoughts and sorry, I meant to say this, but when I was talking to my therapist in May and telling her kind of about what I was feeling at that time, because it wasn't as bad as it is now, but it was apparent then. And she was just like, you know, um, when you talk to them, tell them that you're having anxiety. And she was like, but I can't diagnose you. So she's like, don't really say that. Like she didn't mean to tell me that, but she did. And she's like, we're not, we can't diagnose or whatever. But 
this is what I would tell them is that you're having these anxious thoughts about XYZ, blah, blah, blah. And so I am not formally diagnosed. I don't know if that's what it is. I'm sure there are people that are formally diagnosed and can relate and say 100%. There are people that, you know, throw around the anxiety word and um, don't really know how crippling it can be or what that means for other people who have been diagnosed with that mental illness. So if you do have that type of mental illness, my heart goes out to you. I am just now unraveling kind of all that I've went through and trying to figure out what I need to make me healthier and better. Not saying that I've been, you know, pinpointed to anything specific. If you're listening and you can relate, I'm sure you can tell me what what it is I can do or, you know, what, what you've experienced, but I'm just sharing my traumas and tribulations that I've been through. And I really want to dive into therapy this year and be as mentally and emotionally healthy as possible. Um, and now I'm about to go through another transition as legends dad moves back at the end of this month. And so I'm going from solo parenting to split parenting, which again, I've been with him, you know, pretty much 25-8 this whole past year. And um, not that I don't trust his father because I completely do trust him with, you know, our son's safety. But there are just things where um, it does cross my mind when he's with anybody that's not with me, you know, as a mama bear, I'm just like, want to make sure my baby's safe and that he's okay, that he made it to his destination, that, you know, nothing happened. So just things like that I've been kind of navigate through and now I'm going to transition even more. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much where I am. So (laughs) that's been a lot. I feel like I dumped a lot and I feel like I really needed to kind of get that out. So thank you guys for listening to me. If you stuck through this long, And for just rocking with me and supporting my podcast as I navigate all of these different journeys and aspects of life that are happening. Um, If you want to hear more in depth about the jury duty trial and the trial of first degree murder, attempted first degree murder, which is something I will never hear. I've heard the word first degree murder probably more than what they play on SVU, um, I feel like, in that courtroom. So... If you guys want to hear more about that, let me know and um, I will gladly make an episode about it. You can either write it on the Instagram off the handlebars pod of the post that drops for this specific um, episode. You can DM me on my off the handlebars pod or my fit moments, any feedback you can share and just let me know. Um, also, if you've been part of dirty duty before and went through an actual trial, whether it was a violent crime or, um, white collar crime, or I know there's like people that have to go through trials for like things like the Kardashians and versus black China and things like that. Um, when we were there too, they kind of told us about, I, Um, you know, like people have to go in because property taxes weren't paid or because someone sold them some type of property or belonging and never got the money back. And I'm like, wow, why couldn't I get one of those? Because this ish put me through the ringer and changed my life forever. Um, I still think about the plaintiff and the defendant, um, the defendant I pray for literally like almost every single week, if not once a month, like I just, I don't know. I, it's just something that is completely forever embedded in my mind and brain and I'll never forget it. 
So let me know if you guys want to hear that. Be sure um, to follow me on Off the Handlebars Pod on Instagram. And my Off the Handlebars moment this week is probably me having to fight with Apple for a whole month on getting my podcast on there. What I ended up doing originally was creating a new Apple ID and they did not like that. And so I tried to figure out ways to verify it, to attach all types of stuff, to go through all the steps and it just wasn't working. So I finally figured it out with an existing Apple ID and it worked like magic. So shout out to Apple and them being so overly restrictive and protective and extra and annoying sometimes. Um, although I'm talking all that mess, I really can't stand Apple. I don't have an Apple phone, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to get one this year just based off what's happening in my life. So it's another thing. And I, I hated that when I was in Jamaica with my sisters, we had to like all the pictures and the quality of videos and stuff doesn't come through the same. So I just don't really like that. Um, but I love Google, but I don't know. I'm gonna see, I might do it. I'm still debating. And then I went to go price it out in Arizona when I was there for Christmas. And bruh, they're trying to raise my bill $35 a month. And I'm like, don't you know I don't <laughs> increase my bills? I'm trying to decrease them, okay? Unless it has to do with my mental and physical health. Like, usually I'm not trying to increase bills. I'm trying to decrease them. So I might have to save up money and put a down payment. But that's neither here nor there. That's my beef with Apple. Even though I got beef with them, I might end up on their side because they're really bugging. Um, so that's all I have for today. Thank you for tuning in and be sure to rate and review and follow and leave a response or go to my Instagram and also leave your thoughts and answer the questions of, if you want me to tell, um, about my jury duty experiences, um, if you have any advice about the traumas or tribulations I've talked about, or if you, um, have been through jury duty yourself and, yeah, if yours was traumatizing or not, because apparently there are some that are not, and mine definitely was. All right, I'll let you guys go. Thank you for tuning in. Bye!